My next guest can usually be found at her store on Baker Street, but Judy Banfield has left Mountain Baby in good hands this morning to join me in the studio. Our mission this morning is to calm the frazzled nerves of young parents as they make the shift from long, lazy summer days into the hectic schedules of school, work, and daycare. Good morning, Judy. Good morning, Deb. Well, it, um, how's it been at the store? It must be just buzzing it's down there. It's been pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can just feel the anxiety in the air, I guess, basically. You know, that the, the, the issue of what... You- lunchbox to get is huge (laughs) yesterday i had like i took out five different sandwich containers and put them out on the floor for this little girl who was like adamant about the size the shape the color of the sandwich container that was going to go in her lunchbox so so what's the most popular sandwich container that's flying out the door these days the ones with the princess (laughs) i mean i have to say you know the we we brought in all this great stainless steel stuff because it's so healthy you know and (laughs) Never rots, never breaks anything, and I mean the, the princess ones are good quality. I'm, yeah, you know, they're, they're fine, quality, but, but the princesses the, are the still princesses in. Princesses are still in, oh. as are the robots. And but oh, you know, yeah. we do we go for the quality. But the thing is, the kids are very particular. That is very, <laughs> and it funny. causes a lot of anxiety for the parents because they want to do the right thing for their kid, but they want to, you know, it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a very hard transition time. Yeah. for people, it's a big letting go. Yeah, especially for the little ones because we see the ones who are starting preschool and starting daycare and starting kindergarten, and it's a big, big, big transition time in their life. And kids react differently to starting school or going to daycare. They're because we're all such different beings. We are all such different beings, and and you never know. Yeah, you never know. Sometimes people have kids who are really outgoing, and they go, "Oh, they're going to be just fine," and then they get there and they find the size of the group overwhelming, or they find the structure overwhelming, and they don't want to go. You know, and reverse also. Sometimes you have really yeah. quiet kids who just they just go, "Wow, this is wonderful. I'm going to open up right now." <laughs> you know, so you just you never know. Yeah, and yeah. you you must be prepared for whatever's going to unfold. You have to be prepared. I think really, really, really watch your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes things seem fine, but then you find your kids wetting the bed again. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's something going on, or they're not eating, or they're eating way more, or they're all they want to do when they get home is sleep. I mean, it's you know there are a lot of signs that tell you that it's a hard time for kids and when when kids are experiencing a hard time of course parents become very worried and full of anxiety and they become full of anxiety and what are some of the things that uh, parents can do to soothe their children and to also um, keep themselves sane during this really tumultuous time yeah I think in terms of you know being a parent and I think it's this goes throughout their whole your whole childhood it's just being really accepting of who your child is and you're not going to change who they are. What you can do is say, this is the way my child is. What specific things can I do with this particular child to help them make an adjustment? Some kids just all they need is tons of cuddling mm-hmm. when they get home. Like that's, that's all they need. Some kids are very verbal and they really need to talk things through. So just giving them a lot of opportunity to say what they feel and have their feelings be okay. You know, just if a child's able to say that they're scared or they're afraid or they feel, or they won't use the word overwhelmed, but you know, they say it's too much, it's too busy, it's too loud, it's too this. They go, yeah, I, I can understand how that feels like that to you, to you. And let's think how you can feel better when you're there, when it's really noisy. What are some things you can say to yourself? Or, you know, can you talk to the teacher about this? Or can you find a quiet place in the room where you can go? Just working with the child rather than saying, no, don't feel like that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I went to school and I, I, I suffered through it and you can suffer through it too. Like, you know, that doesn't work anymore. No, that doesn't work anymore. That doesn't work anymore. But then yeah. sometimes I hear, I hear the term helicopter parenting where parents are just way over-involved in their child's uh, life in school or in preschool. Um, what, what, um, 
what is the happy balance there? It's not that parents should just let their children fly out the door and not have any involvement, but when does it become too much? I think it becomes too much when you're you're just taking the child's power away from them. I think the thing is that you want to have the child see that they have the capacity to deal with what's in front of them. And it's giving them skills and giving them the words to say, giving them little calming techniques that they can use and discussing it together as you know, parent to child about how can you work this out, how can we work this out, and then see if it's really, if it's too much, then you bring the teacher in as well. Um, but not to just jump in there and intervene at the, at the drop of a cry. Because, yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, and because that's what parenting is about. You're preparing yeah. your child for the world yeah, and to, yeah. to be a whole person. Right. And, so, and, and that can be a hard balance to achieve. It's very hard because we don't want our kids to struggle and we all identify with our kids and if they're struggling, we're struggling and we remember our struggles and it's, you know, in some ways we're, parents are, they're so anxious now. I mean, I've been working with parents, I'm embarrassed to say for how long I've been working with parents. I've never seen such anxious parents in my life as I see now. I think some of it is because they're on the internet all the time. And mm-hmm. they're reading tons and tons of really bad information. And um, they absorb it, and they think there's something wrong with them as parents. They think there's something wrong with their kids because they're not fitting in with what they're reading online. Um, and it just ups the level of anxiety. And the more anxious you get, the more you over, over-protect or over-involve. Um, there's a really interesting little, little uh, piece of research that came out, which is kind of apropos, but they're finding that... Um, that girls have a higher rate of immune disorders than boys do. Oh. And what this researcher was, and she, it was a, she was a biochemist or whatever, what she came down to was the fact that girls don't play in the dirt nearly as much as boys play in the dirt. And I think that's just kind of a metaphor for life, you know, for, for child-rearing. Like, kids need to play in the dirt. Yeah. And they need to get in, they need to get in there. They need to have some, you know, bacteria <laughs> enter their lives to some extent. So they get immune, so they get some resistance. And if we're constantly antiseptic their life, mm-hmm. antiseptic their yeah. life, they don't get the inner strength to, to resist and to learn how to cope with life. So, you know, I think in, when a parent feels the urge to go in and fix it, for, and we all feel the urge, I totally get it, you know, to go in there and fix it, just say, how can I help my child deal with this situation in a way that he or she comes out stronger for it? And that she begins to see or he begins to see his own capacity. And, and I think carry that metaphor of like it's okay to play the dirt sometimes and, um, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it's helpful. And the, the, the cause of why boys would be playing in the dirt more than girls, is that because of parental intervention or is it just because the way people are built? What did they that's come the, up with there? That's the big question. <laughs> you know, a lot of it is is our expectations that boys are going to get gr- dirty. I mean, you know, when parents yeah. come in the store to buy clothes, you say, oh, my, my son just, you know, he gets so filthy and dirty. Girls will get filthy and dirty, too, if they're given permission to get filthy and dirty. Yep. And that they can, you know, if, you, if they want to wear... And everything's washable. Everything's washable. <laughs> if they want to wear that little pretty dress, so let the little pretty dress get dirty. What the heck? You know, I, I remember my, my daughter was a, a flower girl, and she had this red dress um lacy dress and she loved it and i kept just sitting there in the closet one day I, and she loved it and one day she said i want to wear it to school and i went oh you can't and then i went yeah of course go wear it to school <laughs> so she wore this flower dress to school like she was so happy you know didn't, yeah. it didn't interfere but i think it's you know giving girls permission to wear their little tutus and be in the dirt at the same time so i think a lot of it is social for sure mm-hmm. and some of it is personality but but, mm-hmm. but most kids like to get in the sandbox or 
just you know play in the playground and get and that's how they learn it's totally how they learn i mean you have to immerse yourself in life to learn yeah and you have to have some experience right with with everything that goes with life dirt included right right yeah Yeah. (laughs) i do want to say though that if if parents are seeing you know really you know severe anxiety in their kids it's very important to get in there with the teacher and and work some solution out and see if um see if it's going to work out. Sometimes there's really a mismatch between the child and the teacher. Yes. Sometimes, yes. especially with boys, you know, boys who are born in you know, October, November, December, they really don't have the maturity Yeah. and they're not coping well and they start acting out a lot. And I think parents should feel say, fine saying, hey, this is too early. You know, I'm going to and, keep and, my little guy out another year. And, and just keep them at home. And just keep them at home yeah. for another year and let them get a little more solid. But it That's is something I wish I would have known. Yeah, I, I was very fortunate. I, my kids went to a school where the principal was all for boys staying out another year. Mm. And so I, you know, I kept Aaron out a year, and it was, it was really good. Mm-hmm. It was really good that I did that. Yeah, I, I've, seen, I've seen that before as well. And it's, it's not the uh, – there seems to be an expectation, or either parents put it on themselves, or they feel that there's an expectation that they – at this age, your child should do this, or at this age, you know, your child should do that. Yeah. And that's not necessarily how things need to work at all. Not at all, you know. And, and there's increasing pressure, academic pressure on kids, you know, that they should learn to read earlier or do math earlier. And I have to say there's no research to support that whatsoever like the baby like, einstein stuff yeah, and all like of that there's no research supporting that you know that that if if you learn it makes to a raise, difference no it doesn't make a difference in the long run you know and it's just that it's the it's the pressure and the, the you know the government saying we want our kids to be ahead and be faster faster is not better you know what you want is just a really solid foundation of kids having great play experiences and life experiences and that gives them the foundation they need to be able to go on and do the academic academic stuff later on but pushing it on them when they're not ready is it just backfires so you get so many little boys and getting needing learning assistance especially little boys needing learning assistance and uh, kids under tremendous academic stress and you know hopefully they'll back it it goes back and forth you know some sometimes it's like let's push the academics and it's like let's push push the play thing it, Right now, I think we're in an academic push, but I'm hoping I think it goes back. Too. I hope it goes back the other way. I hope it goes back the other way yeah. as well. Um, in terms <clears throat> of um, uh, kids and and uh, academics and and how all of that works, do you think that um, things are changing because of our our reliance on technology as well? And and uh, do parents get overly anxious about whether or not their child needs the newest gadget to learn. I'm I'm sure they get over anxious about it. You know, and I always remind people like people like you and me learn to use computers quite late in life. We did. And we're fine. <laughs> you know? Well, and, most people would say that we are. Well, right. We're relatively fine. We need a little help now and then. But, you know, the, the, the push that if they don't learn this right now or they don't have this gadget right now, they're going to be so behind. Is that not true? They're, you know, kids learn fast. They can pick things up really quickly. So I think that anxiety is, is ill-placed yeah. and not necessary. So, so uh, just uh, some closing words of advice for parents for if they're if this is a stressful time of year starting school. What are some of the basic things you want to leave with our with our parents? I think breathe. <laughs> it's a hard transition time. Everybody's a little frazzled, and it's not you. It's not your kid. It's just the time. I always advise people to get up a little bit earlier in the morning, so you're not so rushed and pressured. Do things like try to get lunches done the night before. So you're not trying to deal with that in the morning and try to have some quality, even if it's two minute time with your kids in the morning so that they can go off feeling well, grounded and loved. And when they come home, feed them really good food and spend some time with them and get outside together. And that it's amazing what a stress relief just getting outside and playing together is. 
And, you know, you're, you're still your kid's rock. No matter what they're, where they are in the world, whether they're 15 or they're 5 or they're 3, you're still their stability and their rock and do everything you can to keep that relationship really strong. Thank you so much, Judy. That You're was welcome. brilliantly said. <laughs> um, I, you've been listening to Judy Banfield, early childhood specialist and owner of Mountain Baby. Thanks for being with us this welcome. morning. Welcome.